I'm Gab, he's Jules. Uh, cloudy skies over West London, but it's okay because our life is happy because the Champions oh. League is back. Yes. That? So many big games. Let's start with the one that was on paper the biggest of all. Yes. Bayern Munich against Manchester United. Now, we know we talked about United on Monday, but let's go back to this because I think there have been developments, and I'm going to I, I'm going to focus on the fact that we got seven goals in a game. It wasn't necessarily a great game, although nope. there were moments of skill. Yeah. Neither of these two teams, I think, is doing well. I saw progress from United in some ways, which we can discuss in a minute. Yeah. But let's start with Bayern. Where are they? I think that they don't know themselves where they are. I mean, Tuchel wasn't there because he was suspended. He was in one of the boxes. But on the pitch... It's still hard to see any sort of identity for this team, how they want to play. They will always do well because they've got Bouchala and Zane and Kane and Gnabry and Kimish, whatever you want. So they will look better in terms of what they do with the ball. They scored a goal yesterday that was an unanimous mistake. They scored a penalty that... Okay, generous. Generous, let's put it that way. The Matistel goal, okay, it's, it's in garbage time as you always I, said. But I, it's a lovely. He takes it well. I, I'll say this about the uh, about, about the Matistel though. If you're if you're pointing out the mistakes, right? Joshua Kimmich, who I think people who don't like him would agree, he can pass the ball, right? Yeah, yeah, massively. He has an hour. There's yeah. no. I don't know if Casemiro was somewhere else or people didn't didn't cover for him. But he has all the time in the world. So, so does T- so does Sterling in his run. I mean, how nobody picks the run is just crazy from United's point of view. But defensively. That's what we we right. talk about. The other goal was good, though. The other goal, yeah, the because third the, goal. yeah, but again, Musiala <laughs> goes goes through, and then Gnabry has again same that Kimish has on the fourth goal. Gnabry has like literally the whole world around him free to hit that shot. So I didn't think that Bayern were convincing enough, certainly for the players they have. They would have to do much better if they want to win this competition. Which you can look at and say Bayern can improve and grow into the competition if Tuchel finds the right mix. Yeah. Now, with United, obviously so much negativity right now surrounding the club and Eric Ten Hag and, and whatever else for many different reasons. And you know, there's a stat, I think it's like, it hadn't happened in years that they conceded three goals in three consecutive games. 78 was the last time. Okay. It's a long time ago. On the other hand, I actually thought for, you know, we often talk about Managers losing the dressing room, all this stuff. I thought they came out, and I saw a more rational setup with uh, with Belistri on the yeah, right rather than yeah. this stupid diamond. Yeah, and I the players look motivated. Yeah, they may not look good. The instructions may not always be good. Other people might be, but the players look motivated, and I I, I think that's an important sign. Am, am I wearing like? The Eric Ten Hag like small margins glasses too much. No, no, no. I think I think there was a lot of positives. I think you're right, Gab. I think at times with the board they moved it well. You're right, the setup and going back to the four two three one was much better for Rashford. In Pelistri, we need to see him again. It was not an easy game to start, to be fair. His first was it his, I don't know if it was his first appearance, but certainly his first start, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um but so it was good. Hoyland scoring his first goal, really good. It's a good finish as well. It's a good move. So there was a lot of positives to take away from a game where we thought before, oh, they could get punished again there. I think they were helped by the fact that Bayern are not there yet. Bayern are a mess not, right now. Yeah, yeah, they are a mess and they don't press well. So United had that. But fair play to them because they really went in and I thought instead of maybe being a bit cautious at the beginning, they, they went for it. And if Onana doesn't make that mistake on the first goal, by the way, we'll talk about Onana after and what happened to 
the great goalkeeper that he was last season, you know, if they stay, if they stay in a bit longer, they might go and win this game, I think. Yeah, and and then you get into an entirely different, uh, an entirely different narrative. Yeah, um, I have a United friend who is obsessed with Casemiro, who thinks Casemiro's past it. Um, and he cited last night's game. I mean, the, the, he's messaging me during the game, and the whole time he's like, "Oh, our Casemiro screwed this up. Casemiro screwed that up." And then Casemiro scores, you know, from the ground. Yeah, it does feel like though he does pop up and. Big moments, it makes a difference. That's kind of what you pay you what what you pay for. I do wonder if you're going to play in this way, should you have two guys in front of the back four rather than Casemiro on his own? I mean, you had a bit of Ericsson. He was very much there to also help okay. Casemiro. Casemiro needs help anyway. Ericsson, the, 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 the little twig in, the th- in his thirties with the yeah, yeah, but it's still activity. Amrabat was signed to play there with Casemiro. The thing is, Amrabat is injured. And so is Mason Mount. So is Mason Mount. But Mason Mount, I don't think, can play... To to make Casemiro better, can play there. I'm just looking forward to seeing Casemiro and Amrabat together and how much that will help Casemiro and United in terms of stability defensively. I just don't know when Amrabat will be ready. I wanted to talk more about Bayern, but I know you want to get stuck into Andre Onana. No, I felt for him yesterday, to be fair. I don't know what happened on the sunny goal. I don't know if he... If the ball moves a bit in the air, well, maybe what he the... took responsibility, and, and I want to. I, I know different people deal with this stuff in different ways, and you know sometimes people say, "All right, when you screw up, you don't need to come out and say it. Everybody knows you did, and whatever else." Right? But I like the fact that my manager's under pressure. You know, we lost another game. I'm gonna come out, and yes, I'm stating the obvious, but I'm gonna take full responsibility and say I need to do better because it was my mistake. Can we give him a little bit of praise as a person? No, no, no. Okay, yeah. It's good Good that he comes in front of the media and said, I'm sorry, I let the team down, which we all knew, we all saw. I mean, it still cost United the game, right? Well, I mean, a well, lot yeah, of stuff I, happened afterwards. No, no, I know, but that goal is just unacceptable an at that level to consider a goal like this. So I would, I would have rather him come in in front of the media and actually giving me the reason why he hasn't been good this season, instead of saying, like, it's difficult, I let the team down, I'm sorry, okay, good. Well, you're here, so may as well say that. I want to know what, hap- what happens. Does he feel that the defence in front of him is not good enough? Is it too easy to go through this defence and this midfield? I think it is, which means that he le- he's left exposed. Does he feel extra pressure because the defence is not good enough in front of him? Does he hate Lindelof? I don't know. Does he think, like, you know, regular is rubbish? I would have rather him saying coming up with right. things like that. Not, yeah, explanations. Yeah, I do so would I, but we also know that he's not going to go and throw his teammates under the bus. I mean, I think it's to me compared to last season at Inter, he had a very, very well drilled defense. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that I think really, really helped him. And even you know, look, the reason he's there is because, or one of the reasons he's there is he's so effective. You know, it's really difficult to press Manchester United because you know yeah. when the ball when the ball goes back to him, it's going to come back out, not just come back out safely, but safely and with quality, right? Mm. So that makes a massive difference. Um, I think with those defenders in front of him and the, the disarray further up the pitch, and it extends to Casemiro in midfield and whatever yeah, else, yeah. I think it's more difficult for him. That doesn't explain the mistake on the first shot, which I don't know if a, a weird bounce or whatever... 
I feel confident enough to say there isn't an Anana issue in the sense that you've committed to him, you've gone down this road, um, you stick with him and wait for him to yeah, get fed. If he does, he's a really good, he's a good goalkeeper. And David De Gea is still out there as a free agent. Imagine. <laughs> um, but by the way, oh, sorry, one other thing, because I know you want to gratuitously make fun of, I don't want Ten Hag to Thank be the other, other, other Dutch guy. Nah, what's up with the three goalkeepers on the bench? I, I don't think I have ever seen that. Me neither, never. And, I mean, okay, one of them is new to the club, and so you want to get him used to, and then you bring Keaton because he's old. The third guy, I don't know who he is. Um, I'm assuming he's a goalkeeper. They tell me he's a goalkeeper. But what what's the point? Like, oh, we, we have a two-for-one deal on seats on the flight to Munich. I, I don't get it. What, why? I don't know either. Like, why open yourself up? To any, even the slightest form of ridicule, I know. Which, which is what we're doing now. What you can say is, yeah. you know, like, I, I don't. Can you think of a strategy? Wait, no. I mean, was he going to do the Mikel Arteta thing and make tactical changes by changing goalkeepers during the game, which Arteta said he might do one day? But no, but Scott Carson always travels with City wherever. So yeah. City, City have two on the bench all the time. Maybe there's one Scott. Yeah, I know. But this is having three on the bench. No, I know. But this is having three on the bench plus Onana on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, so it's two more than, it's just one more than City do, for example. Because City have Ortega and Carson. From home. No, I know, I know. But maybe the fourth one is a kid that was playing in the in youth league earlier. I don't know. And they wanted to reward him with a place on the bench because he's, he must be really cool in the dressing room. I don't know. Maybe the guy worked worked hard at training. He was good and said, okay, to reward you. Then maybe, Tom Heaton, maybe Tom Heaton would have been like, hey, how about I get the night off and go and, and soak Tom him Heaton loves it. He does all the warm up with Onana. You know, he gets involved. Tom Heaton would not want to stay home. He would rather be in Munich, for sure. You don't think that it was Ten Hag was ready to play Onana in midfield? Oh, my God. Some <laughs> said that maybe he would have been, been better than some players. <laughs> all right. Uh, to wrap on United, because we've talked about the minutes, and we know what the issues are. Hoyland. Gets a goal. Yeah. Shows progress. Yeah. Good goal. This again. is good, right? Yeah. More good. Hoyland. More Hoyland means less Martial or, or less Rashford through but the But Martial goal. was good when he came on. He was that's, good. That's not, yeah. <laughs> but let's, let's not go there. No, but, but Hoyland, yeah, good. First ever Champions League match. He, he had played before in the qualifiers with Stumgras, but this was different. I mean, this was Munich as well. Uh, against Upamecano and Kim, it's not easy. I thought. He did well on the the goal is great and you could see all the qualities that he has in the box. It was the same against Brighton, the goal didn't count, of course, but you could you could see his awareness, you could see that he senses it well, he finishes well. I would want him more involved even. A bit like what we saw in the cameo appearance that he had at Arsenal, where he was very available to be used to build up the play and, and that that focus point. That will come, but I think psychologically for his confidence is it's brilliant to to have that goal. All right, let's go to Bayern. And I, I want to try to construct a little bit, I and mean, I'm going to dust off my old Tuchelismo, and construct a little bit of a Tuchel defense, but it's really, really difficult. Yeah. Um, so first off, something that we often overlook is that Sven Ulreich is in goal, right? Yeah. They went, they everyone. bought the Israeli dude, whatever. There's a massive screw-up in the summer. Oh, yeah, that's... Where, you go from having four goal, three really good goalkeepers to having not to having Sven. It's and un- but it's unbelievable from a club like this. We don't know from the outside how much of that is Tuchel, how much of that is the club because I don't think the club are going to, you know, how much what why is how much the decisions made in the summer. Right? And again, what we're referring to is that at one point last summer, they had 
Jan Sommer and Nubel. And obviously, Manuel Neuer will be back from injury someday. Yeah. And they said, okay, let's move uh, Nubel, who they sent out uh, to Stuttgart, and Sommer, who ended up joining Inter on loan. Sorry, uh, I think, I think yeah. the Inter deal's permanent or obligation to buy whatever. And then they find out Neuer's actually not going to be back for, for a while. Yeah. And leaving that aside, we don't know what condition Neuer's going to be in when, no? he's, when he's back. It could take him a long time. He's been out now for, what, eight, nine months. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Serious yeah. injury. Um, that's a screw-up. Is that... We don't know from the outside if that's on Tuchel or but if that's who, on the club. It, it doesn't matter who is, who's that's on. It's terrible. It's terrible management. It's inexplicable, really. When a club like this, starting the competition, and I know the most important games will be in the second half of the season, and by then they hope that Neuer is back and they should qualify without him. And Woodrush made that good save on Ericsson earlier on, and nearly, okay, maybe. But it's still not. It's just not good enough from a Bayern Munich team that also has a lot of money because we clearly saw the 100 million on Kane. Don't tell me they could not have found a keeper for 20 million, 30 million, even more than that. Even Onana, 50, they could have got him. The, they got the Israeli guy in, in, instead who supposedly is a very good goal, goalkeeper, not very experienced. He's one cap for, yeah. for Israel. Um, again, probably not even the best Israeli goalkeeper in the Champions League given what we I saw from so. the other one. Yeah. Um, but... What I wonder is, when you bring him in, is there a pathway to him getting a few starts before Neuer comes back? Or Yeah, well, you would think so. You I would mean, think so, but we haven't seen him yet. But Dan Perez is surely a better goalkeeper than Sven Ulrich. Apart from the fact that he doesn't speak German and has never played with those kind of players, which Ulrich has and has been training with them for a long time. But surely, I mean, if if you sign a guy that is not even good enough to be your number two, right, this, this defy all logic. Okay. And uh, you've got Limer right back, by the way. Let me just... Which... Okay, but you know what? I'm okay with Limer right are now. Are you? How are you? But again, how can you let Stanisic go and Pavago and think, hmm, we've got Masrari, but we know what Masrari is like. And then who do we have after? No. Gavin Jules. I mean, what? come on. Like, what's going on here? On this one, I am 1,000% with you on the Stanisic thing. This makes zero sense to me. I get why Pavard's gone because Pavard's not that good. And you cash in on him and he's 28, whatever. And so... It's perfect. You have Stanisic and you have um, and you have Masrawi. You have attacking fullback who gets injured, and you have Stanisic who can also attack, but is also better rounded, young yeah, player. Yeah. Well, you don't think you're going to get Stanisic enough minutes? Of course you will, right? I know. Because you know Masrawi's not going to play every week. That's what I understand. So now, obviously, you got to turn to Limer, which is fine. The poor man. And replace him, Stanisic and Pavago. No problem. Re- just re- just get someone. But that means spending more money, and you already have Limer, who joined the club because he thought Nagelsmann was. He's not right back. You can buy him. Look, playing right back for a central midfielder is not that. This is really not that difficult, right? But anyway, he showed it's an option, right? It's a bit. Rather have him there than Kimmich because if Kimmich is there, he's not playing in midfield. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I want to get to Musiala because you know my feelings on this. I think Bayern's future is Musiala. I think everything needs to be done to put Musiala in the position where he exacts the most damage on the yeah, opposition. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I thought this was a good performance from him. Yeah. I'm still shocked by how much criticism he still gets. He holds the ball too much, he dribbles too much, he does this too much, he does that too much. Why can't we just let this guy grow? I don't know. It's a good question, Gab. Uh, I, I share your view. I don't understand the criticism. Uh... Maybe the expectations are so high because he is that good 
And maybe he would gain uh, simplifying a little bit his game at times, which is true because even the goal of Agnabri, mm-hmm. he can easily lose. The, he gets a bit lucky when he turns and Dalo touches the ball and he, got, he, get, he gets the rebound and then crosses the ball for Gnabry. But if that ball goes out for a goal kick, everybody moans on Musiala because there was better options before he goes on to that run, which I, is true. I think what you have here is somebody who is given enormous responsibility in, in that attacking midfield role. Um, at a super, super young age, at a really, really big team. I mean, off the top of my head, I'm trying to think, other than Gavi, maybe, if you want to make a comparison, although, you know, Gavi's often wide or whatever, I don't see players at that age starting and, and being given all that responsibility on teams of that magnitude, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think of great number 10s. Ooh, gee, you know, what was Kevin De Bruyne doing when he was his age? Well, he was sure. not playing for Chelsea. Or, or before that, you know, he was, he was a winger, right? Yeah, yeah. You get recycled wingers or they're eased in. It doesn't happen that young. I, I, I no, think it's true. I, I think if you're Tuchel, or if you're buying, you should be telling Tuchel, Tommy, listen, for better or worse, we're committed to you. Let's build something here. And let's build around Musiala. Oh, and one more thing about the Mac. So good. Matthijs Delict. Again, you invest all this money, and now you dump the guy on the bench. But Kim and Upamecano are doing well, right? But you're still also this. This is the guy he would you play trust. a bit. He co- he comes on to play number six, nine again. So you know, like, and up front, how do we judge the uh, Harry Kane experiment so far? I thought it was really interesting his post-match interview when he said, you know, he we need a bit more time, and in in, in some time when. We will get more used to each other, more connections. He will be better, which is obviously true. But in the sense that he's got five in five, he hasn't been great against Bayer Leverkusen on Friday, Friday last week. He scored the goal early and after that had that big chance miss. But apart from that, yeah. so all the involvement that you saw at Spurs, I think forget about that now, especially when Musiala plays as a 10. Which there is a point be, that we talked about when he exactly, signed. Exactly. Right? There won't be any more Kane dropping, Kane playing as a 10 and as a 9. That won't happen. There's no space. There's no need for him to do that when you've got Musiala in there. And again, maybe he needed to do it at Spurs. Maybe he loves doing it, even for England. But at Bayern, there's, there's, the players around him are so good that he, they don't need it. They want him to do that. They want him in the box to finish. Which means that instead of touching 50 times the ball, let's say, he would only touch it 15 times now. He would be less involved. So, for example, there's a counter-attack when Sané gives him the ball on the right in the second half and the ball is a little bit overhead and he's still hitting and Orana said it's a corner. But before that, it could have been the one in the Sané boots right. feeding Son or feeding Kuluzewski or whoever. So now, even for his game, it's different. That's why I think we need to give him a bit more time. As long as he scores, he will be okay. Right. But it's a very different role to, for him. I think that's a great point. It's a different role, especially, let's not forget, this is somebody who's been in Germany for, what, a month? Yeah. This is somebody who... You know, had spent the last 10 years at the same club. Um, I'm a big believer that you have to invest time and resources in your biggest assets, like Musiala, because he's young and he's your future, and like Harry Kane, because he's costing you an enormous amount of money. So this is how they want to use him, and I have no issue with him, you know, just being the the guy who finishes, because he can do that, and maybe it also saves his legs a little bit from having to run around. Um... But that will necessarily take time. That that will yeah. that, that will take time, and you know Tuchel's got to get the results while he works on this chemistry. And and I don't think we're there yet. Yeah. 
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million dollar stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify is your no excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. What I love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash gabjewels, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash g-a-b-j-u-l-s now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash gabjewels. All right, enough, Bayern. How about some quick hits instead? Let's go, Gab. Barcelona, the Molish, Antwerp 5 0, and Jean Felix once again is on fire. Jules, another chance for us to ask Were we wrong about him, or are Antwerp and Mark van Bommel just not that good? I mean, yeah, Antwerp are not good. We knew that. They were very naive. I think they thought, hey, lovely stadium. It's quite warm here, not like in Belgium. Let's, you know, it's not raining. Let's go and have some fun. Let's try to play. Oh, by the time they opened their eyes, they were 3-0 down and they were getting absolutely battered. This game could have finished 10-0, which, by the way, would not have been good for the Champions League image overall. But it's one for another time on those smaller teams. Joe Felix was outstanding again against that kind of opposition. It's not too difficult, I think, for him. But finding his, his, his feet really good. And I think even more importantly, Gundogan was back for this game. He was not there for, for the Betis 5-0 win. And I think... It was always, it's always going to be interesting, I think, to see now how Joe Felix plays with Gundogan being the closest to Lewandowski. Joe Felix on that left half space we mentioned and then Rafinha really wide on the right. I love, I love that setup with Gavi behind and De Jong. Let's see how they play against tough, in tougher games. But I, I thought collectively they looked really outstanding. Yeah, they, they looked really good. I was still curious about how the pieces fit together and whether it can last, but so far so good. Yeah. Arsenal beat up PSV Eindhoven 4 0 on their return to the Champions League. After seven seasons, Gab, are they contenders or just going to say that Peter Bosch is Peter Bosch and doing Peter Bosch things? So that first half, I mean, was it the second or the third goal where the guy put <laughs> literally the entire PSV team are in the arsenal. Yes, third one, the Trossard assist for the Center back heads the ball like straight up into the air to nobody. Uh, it's a lot easier. Yeah. Let me put it that way. Um, but yeah, no, I think Arsenal Arsenal out really, really outclassed them. So impressed with, with Trossard. So impressed with, with Marno Odegaard, of course. Really impressed. I mean, Gabriel Jesus could have had a good one. Whatever. It's different. Look, he plays a position. Two good saves to deny it. Um, I'd obviously Arsenal kind of packed it in, in in the second half and thought ahead to to, to, to the North London Derby. Nothing wrong with that. I think they look really good. I think yeah. for them to get substantially better, we need to see Kai Havertz. Um, and I thought it was good yesterday. I won't lie. No, no, we need to see Kai Havertz playing to his wages and his feet. I don't mean. What does that even mean? What does that mean? Kai Havertz playing. 
to his wages and his fee, which yes. I don't I don't think he's done yet. But that, so what? If you expect him to score three goals every game, that's not going to happen. This is a if different role. If he could role. score three goals, he'd, he'd, he'd be making a lot more money. Maybe. Maybe. But this is also a different role, I think, that Arteta is asking him. Yesterday, I saw him. He ran the most in the Arsenal team apart from Odegaard. He was everywhere. He was pressing. The counter-pressing, what he brings like that is... I think he's very valuable. Right. But I'm saying is he can get even better and Arsenal yeah, can, get, can, can get even better. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's as simple as that. And I also think, again, Gabriel Jesus, I think it's not just the goals... I know he gives you a lot of other stuff. I think there's still some ring rust there, which, you know, will, will go First away. First start of the season, it was for him, yes. Um, yeah. yeah, and I thought that was important. Uh, David Ryan, goal. Again. Hey, hey, this is a can of worms. We've talked about that. Yeah. Manchester City somehow take 22 shots on goal in the first half, but find themselves a goal down at home <laughs> to Red Star Belgrade. Jules, I have never seen anything like it. Um, fortunately for for Pep, they turn it around after the break. Yeah, that was incredible. That Bukhari goal uh, just before halftime on the only time Red Star touched the ball in the city in the city box. Even the only shot they had. Um, I don't think it was never in doubt that. I think City would come back. What was really good, I thought, again, like they did at West Ham at the weekend, is that they scored straight after the break, coming on. So you don't even have time to think, OK, you know, we need to score. There's not even any pressure because you're 1-1 by the time Restart had hardly touched the ball in the second half. So yeah. it's good. And again, Julian Alvarez was outstanding. That first goal, the 1-2 with Haaland, and the finish round the keeper was amazing. And we saw Haaland missing a lot of chances again. Yeah. Again, like against West Ham and Sheffield United. Holland doesn't have his shooting boots on right now. That's that's obvious. Yeah. Although I thought the re- I know Alvarez gets all the praise, but the return from Amazing. the one two was from Holland yeah, yeah. is I thought was really was sweet. really, really you're right. good. You're right, you're right. Ivan Provedel is the hero for Lazio as they snatch a last ditch equalizer against Atletico de Madrid. Gab always special when a goalkeeper scores. And he's done this before. What a great header. And yeah, I, I mean this was a striker's goal. This wasn't like yeah. big lumpy keeper. Um it's tremendous. I don't I, by the way, Atletico Madrid played Lazio off the park. You want a response after getting two million in La Liga? We, we really give a shout out. Uh, Atleti dominated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but in the end, Lazio get that get that equalizer. I don't know if you're Cholo. How do you miss the large blonde man dressed in like Daglo yellow who's running through the middle of the box? I you you wonder a little bit about that. That would make me see a little bit. But tremendous form. He did it for uh, Juve Stabia many years ago. Yes, I saw and that. I'll tell you what, that guy. Cool as an iceberg. I know. Even the celebration, it was just like, hey, you know. Hey, act like you've been there before because he's been there before. Paris Saint-Germain beat Borussia Dortmund 2-0. Jules, no fallout from that Nice defeat. Oh, that was good. I mean, Dortmund are bad. They're bad so, team. They were so disappointing. Can you tell me, what, what's with the back three? I don't know, but what, what's about the, what was the whole plan? What was the, the whole thing? You didn't like the whole Marlin thingy and attack? Like, oh, no, 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 I understand the pace, but then if you don't use it, they were just, they could not even... Every time they got the ball, um, to be fair, PSG's counter-press was really efficient and really good. And Luis Enrique was very happy after the game. He told the players as well. So that on the PSG side worked. However, you don't need... If, if your plan is really to use all that space in behind the PSG's backline, like we saw Nice doing really well at the weekend, you don't need to, when you get the ball back, to just do a few passes before... Just play long, but nicely, you know, playing well long right, right. towards Adeyemi and Malen. Instead, they had the ball, they were trying to maybe do a couple of three, four passes before and then playing long, and they would lose the ball straight away. It was so hard to understand. I'm really, I mean, I was so disappointed by 
Dortmund and Terzic. But so happy about what PSG did collectively in midfield. Vitinha and, and Zaire Emery were outstanding. And yeah, at times it didn't really click the front three. They still need to, to play with each other to really understand everybody's movement. But Hakimi was great. He scored a lovely goal and it was a very, very positive, convincing win from Paris. Yeah, I, 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 it felt to me like Dortmund were like, oh, this is a free hit because we're going to lose this game. So let's go and try something yeah, different. They only played in the last 10 minutes or so. Yeah. It's strange. Newcastle United somehow, Gabby, hold Milan to a nil-nil draw at the San Siro as well. Two, two points dropped for Milan? 100%. <laughs> Um, Milan absolutely dominated uh, this game. I think their XG at the end of the first half was like... Yeah, especially the first half or something. Um, Nick Pope made some very good... made some excellent saves. Uh, I think a lot of it was some poor finishing for Milan. But you know what? I like to look at performance. And after that soul-crushing derby defeat, to see the players come out and and play like this, I think is really encouraging for, for Stefano Pioli. Um, and I think you, you know, you take this, you move on, and and you build on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, for Newcastle, I mean, Eddie Howe said it was an even game, but Milan had more chances. We can't be even if they have more chances than you. This is not. See, sometimes that guy, I don't understand. And but, <laughs> by the way, watching and I said there was a whole stint in the second half where Alexander Isak was uh, was playing on the left wing. Yeah. Well, coming up against and just never tracking back and just getting beaten time and time again, like. Why are you putting him in that position? I know he's done that a little bit before. Yeah, he did but, it last season as well. When yeah, but, Wilson was, if you want to, to play them both... Then play two up front the way uh, God intended. Or, or then keep the ball and play further up the pitch and say, I'm going to create a mismatch with Isak. Because if you're going to play that way, you're going to have to track back my son, Alexander. Yeah, yeah. You know. Sam man again, Jude oh. Bellingham gives Real Madrid a 1-0 win over Union Berlin with a buzzer beater. Jules, this was a close call for Carletto. So if you look at if indeed, Gab, when you go into the 95th minute, it was a fourth minute, nil-nil against Union Berlin at the Bernabeu, you're not happy. If you look at the performance, and they were Truamini and Camavinga didn't have a good game, but José Lu could have had four goals easily. They hit the woodwork twice. So they could easily still have won that game 4-0, for example. But he got a bit touchy towards the end, and Jude the saviour. Again, like we saw so many times against Getafe, against Celta Vigo. scored every game but one this season. Yeah, the only one he hasn't scored was the last one against Real Sociedad. Although this, and I've said that to you before, this was not a good game from Bellingham. Yeah, he scores the winner and all we talk about is that winner. But overall in that game, I don't think he was great. So he would be even better when he's all around game, not just the goal scoring side of it. He's improving, but... All they, all they would care about now is, is that... I thought you were going to go on and on about Modric's techers for that pass with the outside of his boot like oh, he did last year. Beautiful. Yeah, that was still beautiful. He still got it, of course, even at 37. Real Sociedad and Inter battled to a 1-1 draw, but Gab, if wins were awarded on points, like in gymnastics, sometimes in boxing, who would have won this? I think we both know. thousand percent Real Sociedad. They were so good in that first half, especially. Look, Inter made five changes after after the derby, and but why? Why is Inzaghi not going with his strongest team? Because this is because what he does. He rotates. He says it's a squad. That game. was crazy. This is how I empower other people. No. Poor Aslani. I no. thought. I, I hope his confidence doesn't drop. But he had a really rough time, and he said we're going to put a team out there. We know they're going to press us high. There's no team that presses in Europe with the intensity of Real Sociedad in terms of fastest per defensive action and so on. Yeah. So we're going to play possession and we're going to pass play through them. They couldn't do that. Real Sociedad, wow, so way, way too good. 
thankfully, San Lautaro at the end, uh, digging it out. Yeah. Um, Alex so Sanchez yeah. assists. And you're very, very lucky about this. And also, first game in the Champions League, while I understand your rotation, please play Marcus Turam. He can't be that tired that he's no. in the rest. I agree. Not official yet, but Bild are reporting that Julian Nagelsmann uh, will coach Germany, and it's just about a done deal, Jules. Yeah, that would get us excited because we are very curious to see how that goes for someone who's so... Um, meticulous? Meticulous, especially on the training pitch on what he wants from the team to not have those players every day because that's what you do as an national team head coach. It's only 10 days every, like, every month and then nothing between November and March. It would be difficult maybe to implement his ideas. So let, good luck to him. As we saw against France, this is still a team that is better than what they've done in the last 18 months, let's say. So good luck to him, but it's a big, big job. Big, big uh, job. I think the way he's approaching this is, okay, it's all about the Euros. I'm going to go in. I'll get three weeks with the players before the Euros. Anything can happen in the Euros. I'm going to show that I can win the Euros. And then I'm going to move on to another job because I don't think this is what he likes doing. Yeah, you're right. You know, you're Euros right. at home. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Napoli get three points away at Braga thanks to a dramatic late on goal by Nyakate. Gab, is that a fair result? So if you break it down to chances, Napoli had several chances in the first half. Yeah. Um, if you look at the way things went late in the game, I thought Braga definitely deserved something out of this, uh, maybe even three points. Um Saw some improvements from Napoli. It was really encouraging from Napoli when Di Lorenzo scored at the end of the first half. And this is this is what a good captain does. He basically got all the players to run to the bench and embrace your boy Rudy yeah. Garcia, who's been under under a lot of fire. But um Rahmani now injured as well. We had a we we had a Nathan sighting late in the game, which is good since he's supposedly uh Kim's replacement. Um you take the win and move on, but you still you there's still a lot of work to be done. Yeah. Lons may be stinking it up in Ligue 1, but they get a huge point away to Sevilla. Yeah. Your boy, Joseph Rulian, must, nice. uh, must be happy. What about the guy who scored the free kick? Oh, Fulgini. No, what's his first name? Uh, Angelo. Angelo Fulgini. He's one of ours. He's not at all. He should be one of ours. He, is, but he, he deserves to be one of ours. Yeah, but he's not. Definitely not. But great free kick, considering the weekend against Mets, all his set piece were dreadful. Glad I put that one. And to be fair, I, I think Lance, apart from the first 15 minutes where Sevilla scored the Ocampos goal, and then Lance, because in this starting 11 at Lance, only Mendy, the former Leicester midfielder, had played in the Champions League before. That Papi? was one game, Papi. Just one game. Right. Um, so the lack of experience, I think, showed in the first 15 minutes. But after that, they were great. They were the better team. They should have won that game. And Gilavogi had a big header at the end, saved by Dimitrovic. So well done to them. This is the turning point in the season. And Joseph was very happy. Tottenham Hotspur chairman Daniel Levy speaking to a fans forum. He's asked whether there was a buy-back buy clause inserted in the hurricane deal to Bayern Munich. And he replied, of course. What does that mean? When is he coming back? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's so weird. And then you say it. It's one of those secret, if it exists, it's apparently yeah. one of those secret buy-back deals we don't know. Um, what we do know, he's got a contract until 2027. So it had better be a quick buy-back because <laughs> it's not a very long then, contract. Yeah. Um, it's been suggested, report, nobody's commenting on this. The rumor is that it's actually more of a, if they do sell him to Premier League teams, they have a right of first refusal. But it's not a, a there's no fixed fee. Yeah. I mean, I would assume you'd have a right of first refusal anyway. So it's because, not really a buyback no, clause. No, nonsense. Leipzig get the three points away to Young Boys in a 3-1 win. But Jules, 
I want to get your take on the Xavi Simons incident. Uh, Frank LeBeau said 1,000% it was a dive. I don't think it was a dive. Is it a penalty? I, I, so there's definitely contact between the leg of the keeper and, and the foot of Xavi Simons. I, I think that once Simmons feels the, con- the, the contact, I think he goes down. So he goes down maybe easily. Marco Rosa was like, how, why, like what? I think he left his leg in there. I think. I knowing there was going to be contact. Yeah, I think yeah. he knew. So maybe it was the right call. Porto also in 3-1 away to Shakhtar Donetsk in Hamburg. Gab, they're already well-placed to get out of the group, aren't they? Uh, they are. All the goals coming uh, coming early in this one. Donetsk, on the second goal, they're the most horrendous defending I've ever seen, where the guy's almost in midfield and he almost passes the ball, yeah. put out his back I four. Why? Uh, Galeno so getting the two goals. Meditaremi, yeah. good thing he stuck around. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Gab. Just go to Indeed.com slash Gab right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Gab. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Arnis Lotz Feyenoord start with the victory as well, though it helps them that Celtic had two guys sent off, Jules. Yeah, two guys sent off. I mean, I don't think there's much of a complaint. The first one is the second yellow when the centre-back like, kind of elbows um, the final striker in the face, uh, Pachao, and then he misses the penalty, by the way. There's a penalty given. The second one, Holm is just a stupid tackle. You get excited, you just come on in the Champions League. They should know better. You know, I know this is a young team for some of them and a lot of them are discovering the Champions League. We've said that before. The lack of experience can be a, a bit of a burden. But don't do things like that, man. You're letting your team down. You make it difficult. But to be fair, in the first half, away from home, Celtic did well against a final team that has been scoring for fun, who's not as good, I think, as the final team from last season, but still has good players. And then Calvin Stang scored that. Free kick where I think Joe Hart should do better, and then the second half is a is a write off because of the sending off. Finally, some big players missing as well. Yeah, I should yeah, say that. But I'm excited because Arnis Slot turned down opportunities elsewhere to stick with his yeah, team. Yeah, I love right. that. I yeah, love that. and the so, atmosphere was exceptional. I, I'll be rooting for Arnis Slot. Yes, yeah, me too. Gab, I know you were excited to see Galatasaray and their stars for yest of yesteryear. You must have been delighted with their comeback against Copenhagen. I did, I did. Just a reminder, you got to see Maurito Icardi, Hakim yeah. Ziyech, Dries Mertens, Lucas Torreira, Wilfred Zaha coming off. Yeah. And Sergio Rivero, not such a big fan of. They went two goals down. Uh, there's so much pressure in Gala. Gala is fun when they're in the competition. When they're out of the competition, yeah. the first three games, not fun at all. But they came back into it, showed a lot of heart. Boy, tremendous goal in minute 86 and, uh, and Tete in minute 88. And... I think they were planning on three points because, with all due respect, it's Copenhagen, um, and they have the uh, you know the wrong Hoylands. Um, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, one came on. 
Yeah, yeah, but you know the good ones in Manchester. For yeah, me, for right. Sure, for sure. Um, but still, uh, I, I think the fight back matters. Benfica are beaten at home by Salzburg, two 0 in what is to be a bit of a shock, Jules. At least it was to me. But do you have sympathy for the home side, given the early red card for Antonio? Absolutely Silva? not. What was that, Antonio Silva? What do you mean? He's on the goal line. Is instinctive. Are you kidding me? So the ball is looping. If you like, it's a shot. It's a weird shot kind of blocked, deflected by the tackle from a Benfica defender. And the ball goes up, bounces off in front of the goal, goes up again, hit the crossbar. And Antonio Silva doesn't judge that trajectory well in the first place because he clearly see, he thinks that either he can get a header on the ball over the bar or that the ball was going to go over the bar instead of hitting the bar. And then when he's coming down after hitting the bar, he literally plays volleyball with his hands. So Simic doesn't score the doesn't score in front of goal on his own. I mean it's completely stupid. And then he's and then you let again, you let your team down. It's just a one match ban. I I mean he might not get a ban to be fair. And the, but they had to give it because it's a denial of goal scoring opportunity. Such a good young player. It's completely stupid. So no, I've got no sympathy. Oscar Gluck, by the way, scored the second goal for Salzburg at 19 years old. So so promising the Israeli number 10. So sorry, Benfica. We're not talk about Dario Simic's son. Oh, well, he scored he, and he got an assist because he scored the penalty. I, I would have thought Dario Simic's son would have been older uh, and shorter as well. The man <laughs> must be really tall, you know. But I don't know. I don't know the man. Right? Chelsea have secured a five hundred million dollar investment from RS and the guy brokering the deal. Gabby is a friend of. The Gavin Jules show. We had him on Gavin Jules meet. Exactly. Yes, that's right. It's 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 Mike Ford and Aries putting out in their press release that they didn't know who Mike Ford was until they heard him on the Gavin Jules. Oh, just kidding, just ah. kidding. Um, uh, yeah, look. So this money is going to be used for the stadium. Uh, yeah. Apparently, I mean, I think it was Mark Ogden uh, breaking that story for us. Um, what I find it's interesting is Jose Feliciano, who is the other big shot at Clear Lake, uh, the one that you know. Nobody talks about. Nobody talks about yeah. because you always talk about Todd Bowley yeah. and uh, to a lesser degree Bali. Um, he says they need to. They, 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 their goal is to cut a hundred million uh, a year in operating expenses. That's a uh, lot. Operating expenses basically means wages, right? Because they yeah. make 85 percent or even higher. Um, that is a lot. A that's, lot. That, that's not easy to do, and so you want to do that while also increasing revenue, which is why they're looking at the new stadium. But that's not going to come online for for for, for a number of years. I think that just kind of shows you that there is still a long, long way to go. But props to Feliciano for, for being honest yeah. and, and, and open about this. Yeah. All the good are soul show. You're going to love this. Yeah. Spoke at length of the Athletic about his time as Manchester United manager. Aww. He revealed that two players turned down the captain's armband. Yeah. Which, which is, of course, he doesn't say who it is, but you know what? Could have something to do maybe with their trust in their manager at the time. Yeah. Um, and he identified three players he wanted to sign but couldn't. Erling Holland, Declan Rice, and Jude Bellingham. Oh, yeah. Okay. Jules, is there an alternative universe where Solskjaer signs all no. three of them and they're top of the table right now? No, he's still a bad manager. I mean, come on. Erling Haaland, Declan Wait. Rice. He talked about Moses Caicedo as well and saying, like, yeah, yeah, I thought of him. Like, suddenly this guy is becoming the, uh, a mix of Monchi and, you know, like... All the top, top, sorry, top sports nighters. Come if on. You had, come you on. Had, sorry. If you had Rice and Bellingham in midfield and you had Holland up front, 
You don't think United, they might not be top of the table. Well, they might be because Holland would be playing for City and Rice wouldn't be playing for Arsenal. They'd be much closer, right? But there's a reason why they didn't go there. There's a reason why <laughs> they couldn't. They met the manager. <laughs> is literally Ole Gunnar either a cousin or neighbor. They all know each other in Norway. And even that was not enough to get him at United. I it mean, might actually on. be why he didn't go to Exactly. There's a reason Ole Gunnar, if they didn't come to you as a manager. I, I, I love this because we, we saw it with him. We, we saw it with Rangnick. We see it with Mourinho all the time. All these stories after somebody leaves was like, oh, yeah, yes. so I wanted to sign so-and-so when he was 18. But, but <laughs> I failed because I could not sign. You never hear about all the really crappy players that you wanted make to it. sign and then you, you signed. Sign, but, well, but the ones that they signed, we know it, but the ones that you couldn't sign because the club said, no, this is stupid. It's a bad Let's idea. not do this. Oh, I, yeah. You know, come on, man. The Premier League are meeting as we record the show on Thursday morning, Gab, and according to the Daily Mail, clubs will voice concerns over the 777 partners taking over Everton. Yeah, and I'm kind of surprised that clubs have kind of let it be known indirectly that saying we're not sure about these guys coming in doing yeah. it so openly. You say there's concerns about sources of funding, of reputational damage, their ability to raise money. Um, the interesting thing here is that this isn't you know how in the NFL, if somebody buys, like, let's say you buy a club, the existing owners have to sit and they vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want Jules as an owner. Uh, it doesn't work that way in the Premier League. Um, they don't. The clubs don't get to vote on a new owner. No, there's no veto. Yeah, it's the league that decided. You yeah. know, majority of clubs were obviously against, uh, for example, public investment fund of Saudi Arabia buying uh, Newcastle, but Premier League eventually okayed it. Um, interesting to see what the Premier League do because. I think there's a different set of concerns here that some of these guys might have with 777. What seemed obvious to me is they're pretty adamant. They don't want them in the league for them to come out so strongly. And they're going to have to present evidence of why. Yeah. Um, and I guarantee you, whatever they present, if they present it, it's going to get leaked. If they don't present the evidence, if they say, we don't want 777 because Josh Wander stinks and you know they're, they're, it's a stupid, those are unlucky numbers or whatever then the Premier League should approve it, I yeah. think, yeah. right? You, you have to come yeah, between yeah. arguments if you can object. Definitely. Jules, I have no idea how many young boys burn fans there are in France, <laughs> but there must be some, right? Uh, can you tell us why they can't watch their team in the Champions League this year on television? Yeah, so there's, there's two things you can't advertise on French television. One is alcohol. So you can't have anything about alcohol, not even on your T-shirt or your football shirt. Presumably you can advertise tobacco. No? Oh, no, you can't advertise that either. No, tobacco, no. neither. Marijuana, CBD? Neither. No. Organ trade? No. Neither. Kidneys, no? No. And gambling? Either. So if your shirt sponsor is gambling, uh, it's the same. Remember when Atalanta... At, we, they, Atalanta also had plus 500, yeah. Yeah, so Atalanta's game were not showed uh, last season in Champions League or the season before, maybe, on French television for the same reason. So it's not so much young boys because I, I can... Reveal your secret. There's not many young boys fans in France. However, it's whoever they face, and at some point they will face Manchester City and RB Leipzig, and those teams have fans in France and won't be able to watch them. But is it is it gambling or is it is a concern specifically? Because surely there must be. I mean, Milan and no, Real Madrid. Milan were sponsored by BWIN for a number of years and stuff like that. Um, uh, not since that is law it? was in, I think. Oh, okay. Or maybe it was the that's that. Particularly sponsor as well. That was a problem. Uh, I, I I think it's to do with plus five hundred and kind of the way they're viewed and kind of non traditional. Yeah, that could be it. 
More from the Premier League meeting today, Gab. They're going to talk about getting even more games on television. Yeah, so there's two big things. One is they're also going to uh, move Trevor from three-year contracts to four-year contracts from 25-26. Yeah, for the TV um, rights, yeah. Which is interesting because for years he told us, we're so smart, we're doing three-year contracts because they keep going up. Well, now that they don't go up anymore, exactly, at least yeah. domestically, yeah. Um, they're going with longer contracts, which I guess makes sense. Uh, they want to televise every single game outside of the, the, the blackout. For those who don't know, between 2.45 and 5.15, PM, it's not allowed for any broadcaster to broadcast live football in this country. Even if it's football from abroad, the thinking being is you do it to go and protect attendances uh, uh, and lower down the pyramid and grassroots games and whatever. Um, I'm okay with this if it means like this weekend, because of the Europa League and whatnot, there's a million games on Sunday at 2 o'clock that aren't on Sunday. There's only three at 3 p.m. I think on Saturday, only three. So I'm okay if you televise those games, if you start messing around with kickoff times and it means we then, you know, we, we have games at noon, at two o'clock, at four o'clock, at six o'clock, at eight o'clock, like like La Liga, I don't like that. Yeah. Um, yes, these other games should be on television. There's no reason because they're, they're not hurting lower league attendances. There's nobody going to watch Kidderminster Harriers against... They don't play on Sunday anyway. Yeah, they don't play on Sunday, yeah. so it doesn't matter. But... Um, they really should be careful with the kickoff times. I know. Several outlets are reporting that Manchester United are concerned that Eric Ten Hag's agent, Case Foss, is becoming too influential at the club. His agency, Sports Entertainment Group, um, were involved in a number of United transfers this summer, including Sofian Amrabat and Rasmus Hoyland. Oh, and Ten Hag's son, Nigel, happens to work there. Jules, is this a, is this a thing? Yeah, it is. I remember you saying, quote, maybe a year ago or two, that manager should have agents who don't represent any players. You don't have any conflict of interest that we've seen happening for years and years and would keep happening where Christophe Galtier, for example, whose son is an agent, hey, that ends up signing the players that his son represents. Or in this case as well, Ten Hag's son saying, hey, what about Rasmus Hoyland or Sofian Amrabat? And I don't, I don't think it's a good look for you as a manager. I don't think it should happen because that conflict of interest is very, very common. It's not just Ten Hag, and we're not just speaking on Ten Hag here. Because I mentioned Galchi, we could have mentioned other names where the agent is also... We even mentioned Jose Mourinho. Yeah. And Jose Mourinho, of course. So, you know, George yeah. Mendes, a lot of them do it, and that's wrong. I, I'd like to see a practice where if you are the manager or director of football, of a football club, some of them have agents too, um, you can't deal with the... The club cannot deal with the agency yeah. that represents you. Yeah. Um, and what we're talking about here, by the way, is is just protecting the appearance of impropriety, right? Um, they're not like it's not like they, especially when they get involved as intermediaries, which is what often happens. It's not even like they yeah. represent the same player, and his son works there. It's it's just not a good look yeah. uh, for a club. There's no suggestion of impropriety and. You know, a sports entertainment group would say, like, we have 600 clients around Euros. This is always just true, yeah. which is which is true, right? But I'm thinking from United's perspective, it shouldn't be difficult. Or even even if you just just to save face, you say, hey, Eric, you know, you sign the contract with Eric Ten Hag and get sports entertainment group. Once he's there, you say, Eric, while you're manager here, you can't be involved with any agent who also represents players. Yeah. Get some other dude, right? You don't really need an agent when you're employed anyway, right? That's right. Um, at least that, that, that's how I would do things. Yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jose Mourinho had this to say before Roma's Europa League game against Sheriff Tiraspol. I open the quotes. I will keep saying that until my final day as a manager. We did not lose the Europa League final against Sevilla. We did not lose that final in Budapest and I won't change my mind. End of the quotes. Gav, come on, please, tell him to let it go. Well, he's correct. Yeah, technically... He finished in a draw. Yeah, I, I give him that. I'm sure that's what he means. I'm of sure course. he's not complaining about, about the referee. He's not complaining about Anthony Taylor. No, I, I'm, I'm sure that's what he's talking about, right? Come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my might have lost. Ivan Perisic suffered a crucial injury and will likely be out for the rest of the oh, season. How big a blow is this for our boy, Ange Postecoglou? So he's not a starter anymore. Okay, Udogu, Destiny has done great. And the way Ange wants to play, he needs a, a left back. He can't have Perisic, I think, doing that at his age. But he's more of a wing. I mean, he's, he's a winger. He yeah, can wingers. do a wing back job more than a wing back. Yeah, yeah. He can do a left back job. So, in terms of wingers, probably wingers, you've got what you need. I think you might miss him for the experience, for cameo appearances like we saw, for example, against Sheffield United, where he comes on, great delivery on the corner, and Richarlison scores the header. To go 1-1. So on that, he's still a great set-piece taker. Madison is already there too for that. But still, I think I think you're going to lose some experience, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah, yeah. and I think the mental toughness, and like I, I think we over, often overrate... He's a great player to have around. We often overrate this whole like winners thing, but he's been yeah. part of successful clubs. There aren't yeah, too many... That's very true. Um, there aren't too many Spurs players who have that, that track record. Yeah. Vincenzo Montella is expected to be named as coach of the Turkish national team. Gab is a good choice. Um, so this is a weird one because there was a time many years ago where people thought, "Wow, Vincenzo Montella, you know, he's going places." And then he had this horrendous streak yeah. where, you know, he, I don't think he's been good since his stint at Sampdoria in 2015-16. Obviously, didn't work out at Milan, didn't work out at Sevilla, didn't work out at Fiorentina. He surfaces at Adana Demir's <laughs> mid-table his first year, fourth place last year. I wish him good luck because he's a genuinely nice guy. He's a lovely guy. He likes attacking football. doesn't always find a way to play it. Turkey job, ton of pressure. Not easy, but they do have some, some interesting young talents coming through. So, see how he does. Yeah. We love AI on this show. Of course. So, when B in Sport asked ChatGPT for an all-time 11, this is what ChatGPT came up with, right? Lev Yashin in goal. Wow. Cafu and Roberto Carlos as your fullbacks. Yeah. Paolo Maldini and Franz Beckenbauer uh, as your central defenders. Midfield anchored by Xavi with Zinedine Zidane and Diego Maradona. Wow. And then up front, Cristiano, Pele, and Lionel Messi. Uh, <laughs> Jules, looking at this lineup, are, yeah, are jobs under scary. threat from machines? I don't know if they are, but that was pretty cool. Pretty impressive. I mean, I know if you type like, best right back in the history of the game, there's a lot of chance that Cafu will come up. Same with Roberto Carlos. So you could see where this is coming from. If you had said, you know, who has the highest, ex- give me the team with the highest expected goals in the championship last season, Chad GPT would not be good for that. However, for this, the, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, look, I, 
what struck me is this is exactly kind of the sort of team I would have expected uh, ChatGPT to come up with. Yeah. Because all it does, it's, it's, we call it artificial intelligence. It's not artificial intelligence. It's machine learning, right? Yeah. They trawl an enormous amount of information uh, on the internet and they kind of sort of guess what the answer is yeah. based on that. And yeah, these are the names that you would probably expect. The one guy who I always have a lot of fun with is, is Yashin because... Obviously, he Basically, played. He's the only goalkeeper who won the Ballon d'Or, so he might not be the greatest goalkeeper of all time. <laughs> I'm but... wondering if that's what it is. Because look, I, with all due respect, there were many great people in the past who we've never seen play. Yeah, uh, there's very little, little footage of them. Um, but yeah, what sets Yashin apart? He won the Ballon d'Or, exactly, which so... was voted on by a bunch of people who also <laughs> never saw him play, but you know, live by reputation. But whatever. Um, my friend Jonathan Wilson were here. He told me that Tiger Komen was a better goalkeeper. Wow, than, uh, uh, than Yashin. That yeah. is bold, that is bold. Gab, who is Matko Milijevic, please, and why are we talking about him? So I had no idea who this, this dude was, but um, so basically he's he's a U.S.-Argentine guy. He plays for Montreal. Uh, he's played for Argentina under-20 and for the U.S. under-20s. Um, so he can't be a bad Yeah, clearly, right? like, yeah, promising. He played for, Mon- he played for Montreal um, in... Uh, in, in MLS, but they canceled his contract reportedly because he played in a Quebec indoor league under a fake name in what? his spare time. Yeah, like seven aside, I guess, indoor. And that league then, he got into a fight in a game and he punched an opponent in the face. And so that league banned him. And so Montreal kind of, I guess, found out, hey, Matt has been playing in this <laughs> league. This violates his contract. Uh, this gives us reason what to would you do with that? You're a professional footballer. You play in MLS. It's a serious league. It's a big thing. What, you thought you could go there, wear a bandana? You said to me, you wore, you wore a bandana? <laughs> and then nobody is going to recognize you? And that's uh, it. To be fair, would you recognize Mac? If you're a real fan, of course you would. He's like, hey, and I guess, I guess, it would have been much better than any of the other players that he faced in that league? Uh... Possibly, yeah. No, I, th- I think he was very good playing in that game. I like the idea. I like the idea of people playing pickup games in their spare time. I no, wish- on holidays, maybe. We saw Ozyman do that when he was back in Nigeria this summer. I get that. Not during your season. Okay, I'm also guessing they canceled his contract because he wasn't particularly good. He didn't have <laughs> play a pretty big role yeah. for, for, for Montreal. I do kind of think it's a bit of a... I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of a no... I, I, don't, I like the gimmick. I like the... I like the idea, you know, if you look officially, if you're Montreal, I, I can't name a single player they have. I'm sure they have players that I've heard of. I don't follow MLS that closely to know about this yeah. because Messi doesn't play for Montreal. Um, but so I had to shoehorn Messi into the of show. Course. But I don't know. Why not turn this publicity into something else? Why not? Why not ride it? Why not use it in a Dodger <laughs> game know. like the Grumps or like, oh, you went and you played football for fun. Now, admittedly, I guess it's because he punched somebody in the face. Yeah, that's not good either. I hope that band doesn't stick with him. I hope he gets it. He gets why well, he can go to that league, back to that indoor league now. No, he's been banned for life uh, by the from that. League. From yeah. that and from a minute, he lost everything. Oh my god! I mean, like, come on. Well, he's a free agent, <laughs> and I think he plays on the right wing. So you know, until until Anthony sorts himself out, maybe that's he can. Idea. You know. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe Ten Hag's son can do that deal. Yeah, maybe he can give the SEG <laughs> and Nigel Ten Hag a call. <laughs> Nigel can't be his real name, surely. Nigel, <laughs> who calls your son Nigel? I mean, seriously, like if you die, you're if you're a family name, Nigel. Like you're Dutch, right? I know exactly. So like, I thought Nigel's like young. Yeah, I know, maybe but like still, 
Maybe he named you for Nigel de Young. Nigel de Young was pretty bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, So sorry, I take it back about Nigel. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, still. 21 of the 23 players called up have agreed to end their boycott of the Spanish national women's team and will play tomorrow night in the Nations League. Jules, this is good news, it's, right? It's better, Gab. It's better. They found an agreement at like 4 a.m. in the morning or 5 a.m., something like that, after long discussions with the Spanish FA on what the players want to see change, not just Vilda and Rubiales out, but also the setup, the structure we've mentioned now on Monday show. But they want people removed. And people, yeah, some people removed too. Yeah. But, but even, you know, like a bigger staff, like loads of things that they should not need to ask, really. So... Well done. I'm glad that in the end there was a consensus and that they can go and play again, be happy. This is the world champions. This is an amazing team, squads, with even great depth too. So they should be really looking forward to the next few years because they can literally dominate, win the, the Olympics, go in the Euros, all of that. So, you know. Mappy and Patrick still not there. Are they ever coming back? They're never going to come back. I don't think right. so. Oh, oh, much more need to be done for them to come back. As reports that WWE wants Cristiano Ronaldo to appear in the event in Saudi Arabia later this year. Gav, does that mean that he will be like wrestling with John Cena and The Rock? He looked pretty cool though. Oh, that He's got the amazing. body, you know. He, he'd be one of those high flyers, right? I mean, he'd be like Rey Mysterio Jr. What type would be his stuff. What would be his like wrestling name? I don't know. You put me on the spot. Like sorry, a few sorry. minutes while I talk to you. But look, um, before we get excited, no, he's not going to be wrestling, uh, I'm pretty sure. This is one of those things that they do for publicity. Remember, Jose Mourinho did it when WWE came here in London, WWE long-standing relationship with with Saudi. I don't know if Cristiano's a wrestling fan at all. He doesn't strike me as somebody who'd be be much of a mark, but... But who knows? Exactly. Um, If he's asked to do it, they ask him nicely to do it, make it worth his while, it can be a fun night out. And, you know... He might, his, his kids might like it as well, you know, so it's a good day out. Yeah, I'm imagining his kids to be little mini-me's who are really only into what Cristiano's into. But who knows? Maybe <laughs> Who knows? That's I, I don't know. I've never that met his kids. Right. Jules, that brings us to an end. But we got to come back on Monday because this weekend... is Derby weekend. Derby weekend was last weekend. Oh, but there was one. This one. weekend is North yes. London Derby weekend. Madrid Derby weekend. Yeah. Classic Derby weekend. You know, Marseille PSG. Yeah, it's still, yeah. A, it's still a classic you know more pain in the south of France from who knows who knows until then love the game love your neighbor love yourself we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate is to not search at all don't search match with indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster and indeed doesn't just help you hire faster 93 percent of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com gab. Just go to Indeed.com slash Gab right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Gab. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.